Here we go. Welcome back. You are listening to Only the Important Stuff. I am your host, Jeff Heinrich. It is April 16th. This, this is going to drop tomorrow, April 17th. I'm, I'm on a string of weekend guests um, yeah, trying, trying to fit into everybody's busy schedules. Um, continuing down my journey of memory lane of all the guys I played baseball with in college. Super excited today to have on. Man, uh, former Augustana baseball, basketball player, South Dakota legend, both <laughs> amateur and collegiately, father of five, uh, and now, of course, the head coach, head men's basketball coach at Dakota Wesleyan University, uh, Matt Wilbur. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. How the hell are you doing, brother? Yeah, what's up, man? This is awesome. Uh, the uh, I hope I hope uh, this schedule isn't going to keep you up all night. I hope hope we don't have to edit much out of this thing. Usually, I usually I, when I have to do interviews, I'm 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 like, sorry, man. I'm sorry if I drop something that you got to take out of here. I'm I'm pretty sure this podcast is pretty wide open. Would be my guess, right? Wide fucking open. <laughs> we'll just get it out of the way, right? Like you, yeah. anything goes on this, right? Uh, there's there's no script. There's no. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to play to marketers or anything. Hell, I don't even like put that I do this out on social media, right? I just, I just do it. Uh, cause it's something that I get a hell of a lot of enjoyment with, with, you know, talking to people that, you know, we spent, I I guess I'd call them our formative years of our youth together with, uh, in some form or fashion. And obviously our relationship is heavily based, uh, in the baseball world, but I got to back up. And I think the first thing I want to ask you, man, is five kids, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The, uh, um, we got, you know, Lindsay and I got married late, uh, well for late for all of us running out of Augie anyway, like it, we didn't get married until we were like 28 years old and she was, she was, you know, her friends are way down the road and we had twins right out of the gates and I'm like, are we caught up yet? We caught up to anybody here? You know, and then, you know, the, uh, you know, I had to tell, I had, you know, some people asking me, you know, that I maybe need to go run through my middle schoolers sex education class, to realize how this stuff works. Cause we end up with a, we got 16 year olds, twins and a two year old little girl and nine year, 10 year old little boy and a 15 year old boy. God, I mean, oh it's chaos. Gosh. It's chaos. It's good chaos, but yeah, five kids, man, five so, kids. So 16 to two, 16 to two. So sophomores in high school. And then uh, this two-year-old little girl and, you know, I, you know, anybody that knows the, you know, I feel terrible for Lindsay, you know, she's, she's married to a Wilbur and has four Wilbur sons, right? Like you can imagine anybody that knows us, right? Knows what that is. But then here comes this little two-year-old girl, our sweetheart of a little girl. And she ain't anything of that, man. She's, she's buck, she's buck wild. She's buck wild. But I think she sees these four older boys running around, do whatever they want in the house. She's just like, well, I I'm 14 years old. I can do whatever I want. So yeah, it's a, it's chaos. It's chaos, but it's a, you know, it's all, it's all good. We couldn't imagine life without any of them now. Right. You know, like, we're just like, what are we doing? And now we got this, you know, we got this little baby again. And I'm in, I mean, dude, 45 years old. I'm like, I, I'm more like grandpa to her than I am anything. And yeah, I'm old, but the, uh, but I've had these boys who I'm just have, was kind of a hard ass with, especially sure. the twins and here, this little girl comes along. She can't do anything wrong. She's like, I want another donut. Here's another donut. You know, like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, she gets whatever she wants when I'm around. And the, the boys were, the boys were in bed by seven fifty nine every night of their life. Right. And this little girl's right. up till whenever she wants. It's just, 
It's different. You know, I, do you think that's uh, a byproduct of like, it's your daughter or that she's the last one and there's a gap and you're just like, you know, it's, it's, it's both. I mean, it's both. I mean, I, I, you know, I, you know, every, every guy I ever talked to that had a daughter, right. And you know, this, like, it's different, you know, it's different. It's different. You're like, all right, it's different. Well, man, it's different. Like it's different. But when we had our twins and we were coming home from the hospital and I had this piece of shit, green Explorer and we got to load these two kids up. I was driving about five miles an hour home from the (laughs) hospital yeah, you know, like just freaking out yep. now, you know, like I hate to say, you know, it's like with five, with the fifth one, you know, you're like, we're good, man. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. You know, you're, you know, it's just, you know, you, that's just how it works. Yeah. That's just how it works. So, but yeah, it's uh, I think it's definitely a combination of that where you've been through it and done it and you're, yeah. you know, it's just different. But you know, when we had these, my boys, I had 16, 16 and 15 year old, we had, a, we had three all in diapers for a little while, That's you know, so it was, it was chaos. And then we had the Tyson, the, the 10 year old. Now they were all too close together. Well, all of these kids can watch the baby without us around. So like the, you know, that the, there's a whole new dynamic to parenting because my yeah. middle child is like a primary caregiver to Lizzie, you know? And so I'm like, like, I had to go today. I had to administer, uh, I had to be a game administrator for a DW softball game, which started at one mm-hmm. as a doubleheader at one and three. Lindsay is coaching JO volleyball up in Madison, South Dakota. And she left at seven. So we went to church. I took the kids to church, came home and said, listen, I got a roll. Pizza ranch is on the way, put her down for a nap. I'll be back hopefully by five and a couple of text messages and everything's all good, man. So That's yeah, different wild. world for, yeah. With a two-year-old, right? Yeah. So, that's so, insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but also man. probably teaches, yeah. you know, your older boys a little bit of responsibility, right? Yeah, well, I'm uh, going to trust the twins with that little girl. There's no chance that's <laughs> happening. It's the it's the 15-year-old Nathan, but Ben and AJ, there's no way I'm leaving that little girl home with those two. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. That's those, two are, those, those two are their dad in a, in a nutshell. Like, I mean, they're, they're two little, they're two little mini me, Matt Wilbur's running around. I'm like, I, nobody, you know, I, I, that's why I say, I feel sorry for Lindsay all the time because the shit we got put up with those guys. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. but I mean, you mentioned it a couple of times, right? Like how wild you were, um, and not like to drudge up any crazy or uh, absurd stories or anything, but you know, like from high school, right. Del Rapids is, yeah. you know, is Del Rapids, you know, legend, uh, as I call them, especially in amateur baseball. Um, yeah, well, well, your well. family is, I'll, I'll give it that. Right. Like your dad, yeah, yeah. is your yeah. dad still coaching? He's still coaching, man. Holy like, so, so real quick, I, the Mudcats are still rolling and I don't play for them anymore. Um, I I'm over here and going back home was just too far to go. Yeah. But dude, all these years where, and you, you were part of it for a little bit, we yep. had no arms. We had just, you know, like you're just <laughs> struggling for arms and amateur ball crap right now. He's dealing with two former pros. Uh, there's a, one's an older guy, Chris Regas, and a lot of guys that you've had on would know him. He pitched for the Canaries. Sure. Um, he's still throwing dang near 90 miles an hour from the left side. And then a former Augie guy plays with him too, who was just in the Yankees chain a couple of years ago. Wow. So he, he's got two unhittable lefties instead of, 
instead of the pus ball or lefty of his son he had to throw out there every other game. And so that they won two state titles back-to-back now, and he's in his mid-70s, wow. having more fun coaching than ever now that I'm not playing. So, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But So, yeah, so that's where you grew up, right? And I'm yeah. curious what your uh, potential, like, recruiting journey was like from there to get to Augie. Um, and I'm, I'm asking cause I'm finding it incredibly interesting talking to everybody on how they yeah. ended up there. And yeah. it, it almost seems like this totally wild happenstance that yeah. we all ended up there and put together this team that had some success that kind of like laid a brick to this foundation that is where it is now. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear your, your yeah. journey through that. My, my, mine was, I mean, if it like, if my recruits that I'm recruiting now went about their recruitment as I did, I'd be black. I'd be like, what are you doing, man? Like, what do you got going on? I mean, I didn't, I didn't visit the school. Like I didn't even step foot, foot on campus until I moved in. I mean, I've been on campus and I knew about Augie and, yeah. but uh, I was, you know, I knew I wanted to play college basketball. I was pretty sure I wanted to play college baseball. Um, and my recruitment was, you know, it was pretty slow. I obviously was a walk on, in both. I mean, Borgie gave okay. me some money for baseball, right? You know, God like, bless Borgie. so, you know, right. <laughs> right. So, um, both, uh, both programs were, had just hired new coaches. So obviously coach McCabe had just been hired. Um, so he didn't recruit, he wasn't recruiting sure. us at that time. And then, uh, and then uh, Perry Ford had just been hired. And so I was getting recruited late by him, but I was a preferred walk on. I mean, my grandpa, my grandpa's name was on the door of his office, right? You know, <laughs> graciously donated uh, by Charles Wilbur. And so that helps. Uh, I, I got to walk, you know, I got an opportunity to walk on. Sure. Other than that, you know, I was, I was like, I was really interested in Black Hill State. Okay. Uh, they had stuff rocking and rolling out there in Spearfish and they were, they were still in the SDIC uh, an NEIA conference. And that was, that was Dakota Wesleyan, Mount Marty, USF, um, Dakota state, really good, really good conference. Now Black Hill state has gone division two with South Dakota tech. Um, but going out there to the West, there are a lot of East side of the South Dakota going that way. Um, and I was, I was kind of waiting on them. Um, but they had had some guys sign and then late after I committed to walk on mm-hmm. like this is yeah. amazing to me, they gave me a pretty good scholarship offer. And I was just like, no, I'm going to Augie again, probably stupid on my part. Like, you know, that state school, I, I would have got a lot paid for, you know, I was uh, sure. probably coming in as a backup PG. I did, but uh, they didn't have baseball and I want to, I got to the point where I wanted to play baseball and, and uh, you know, outside of the student loans, I'm still paying. Thankfully I went there. <laughs> right yeah aren't we all uh in yeah. some form or fashion yeah. Um, yeah so that that was mine i mean i i had gotten talked to by you know i'd gotten recruited by the local neias and that's 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 what i was and um mm-hmm. that was awesome but uh uh augie was really intriguing to me just because it was in sioux falls i wanted to see if i could play at the d2 level um, and, uh, in both, frankly, and had some connection, obviously I had uncles go there and yeah. people that had gone there and, uh, it, you know, and it, it just how it worked out. But yeah, dude, I did not visit. I didn't visit. I didn't go through admissions. Um, and when I moved in, I loaded up the van, the Eldorado with the sliding door and told my mom and dad, Hey, I'm going to head down. I can move into Berg soccer. My roommates <laughs> there already is a football player. Uh, and, uh, 
they're like, all right, we'll see you later. The, the birth order stuff, right? Again, yeah. uh, they had already sent a couple kids off to college. So I was, I was out, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, and so yeah. like, and I, like you're the third person I've talked to that had never been there. And Oh, really? Yeah. Jay, uh, had Kirsch had been recruited at some other colleges, but, uh, knew he had a shot to play at Augie. So he just showed up yeah. and essentially walked yeah. on, uh, and eventually yeah. became a scholarship athlete. Uh, Hunt, um, decided to go there sight unseen. And yeah, then, that's, and you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, nuts. that's, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, that, 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 that may happen like in my world a little bit more like with transfers, flat sure. out transfers, but high school kids, um, that's not, that's not the case today. I mean, no. that, that is, that's not the case and good for them too, but kids are kids and families are so much more educated than, yeah. you know, like in making that decision, I think than we were probably of all the, all the repercussions of making that decision and what goes into it and the financial side and what's going on, you know, yeah. the, it, it's a, it's a lot more in-depth process today than it, than it was at that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you get there, right. And you, you, you saying you're walking on, you wanted to see if you could play. I clearly, you know, you were a division two athlete, right? Like you had levels of success in both sports. And I, I, I mean, from a baseball standpoint, you know, you always stood out to me as the guy who, who could do almost anything on a baseball field. And I, ne and it was always just, that's unbelievable that he was able to pull that off. Right. Um, from crazy pitches, right. <laughs> to, to uh, I forget where we were playing and I didn't know it was BP, but you put on this show in batting practice where I think you might've hit like 15 out in BP yeah. or something crazy. Right. And it's just like, what in the hell is happening? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, and I was, uh, I use, I use stories like this with my current team of like, Hey, don't be a mental midget. You know, I'm hitting home runs all over the place and batting practice and then going down to the bullpen as a middle relief guy, like toughen up here, man. <laughs> you know, like, you know, just, uh, the, I would, that was the classic 12 o'clock hitter, one o'clock sitter right there <laughs> performance. And so the, uh, um, uh, yeah, man, I, uh, the, you know, I, I also joke, you know, at the athleticism and the jumping and the running and all that stuff, you know, I did, I wasn't blessed with all of that. You know, I, I, I coached at South Dakota state a couple of years after I got done at Augie and I came across a scouting report for Augustana and I was on there and uh, I was like, what the hell? You know, I was like the first line of the scouting report says uh, Matt Wilbur two guard, whatever. Uh, it says not an athlete and then oh, and no. doesn't look like one. I was like, what? So I'm like, I'm like, coach Nagy, like, are we serious with this? This is, this is your scouting report. You got like three sentences. You got to condense this. So you guys see this. And the one line you're putting is not an athlete. And then first of all, what's, what's the, why do we need and doesn't look like one on there? What <laughs> right. is that true to anybody? Yeah, Not that seems unnecessary. Look like one. God, I was pissed. I was like, it's a, I've carried that with me forever. So the, uh, but that was, that, that was, you know, you, you get to Augie and you see these guys, man. Like when I walked on campus and, uh, 
I walked on campus and the baseball players and these guys you're 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 watching you just haven't seen that level at Del Rapids South Dakota every once in a while I mean there you know when I was in high school uh, Howard South Dakota had a pro pitching that that could that could get into the 90s and was a dude uh, but you uh, most of the time you're seeing pretty average pitching yeah uh, and hitting when you're pitching you know all of that so but basketball man like I just that that freshman year I mean you just are like the the level of athletes and size because the NCC in the days that that we were there I mean it was still a Division One conference I mean most of the conferences transitioned into Division One yeah but that 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 conference was a Division One conference sure. and I I remember I remember my freshman year I was I got asked to stick around to practice with the team over Christmas break and I was a red shirt but hey Wilbs can you also film the games. So I wasn't going to dress. They're filming the game. So the first conference game I saw was against St. Cloud State. And uh, I'm like, all right, I'm going to see what this league's all about. You know, I've seen us practice, and I'm starting to figure it out. Well, they roll out their starting lineup, and I'm like, okay. Their, their starting five was a 6'10 dude, should have been in the Big Ten. Their starting four was this big red-headed 6'10 dude. Their, their three-man was a transfer from Minnesota who was 6'11". And I'm like, well, I can't guard any of those guys. That's, you know, <laughs> then their point guard was the fastest dude I'd seen alive yet. And I'm like, well, I can't guard that guy. But their two guard was a left-handed 6'1 shooter. I'm like, okay, this yeah. is my dude. First play of the game. He, now he takes off his shooting shirt and he's tattooed everywhere. Like he is full tatted <laughs> up in college. I'm like, okay, all right, Ned, I'm okay. I'm good. I, we're still good here. But the first play is a tip. Right to him, he goes up and just thunder monkeys on, like, I think our foreman or, like, the early Jeez. in the game. He just – and then he double bangs. Double bangs our crowd. Like, he's talking oh, mad wow. to our crowd. <laughs> I'm like – I'm filming this, and I'm just like, I ain't ever playing in this league. There's just no <laughs> chance. So, yeah, the the transition to Augie was something else, man. So, so what do you um... – what do you think was the the bigger hill to climb for you um, to get playing time to find? Because you had success in bowl. Well, well, you know, albeit meager, I guess maybe it's because I the wife, my wife, and what she did in sports. I've got a pretty average outlook on what I got yeah. done. You know, well, come you know, on, I, yeah. Yeah, you can't yeah. compare yourself so, to a three time so, All American. That's absurd. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, you know, like right away at right away at Augie as a freshman with baseball. Um, I was, I was playing and I was in the lineup, um, and pitching, we didn't have any lefties. So, you know, mm -hmm. like I was, you know, I'd play first base and come in in the middle of innings to face lefties, you yeah. know, but just, you know, as, as uh, recruiting happened, we got, you know, our, our roster got bolstered. So I didn't have to do all that stuff, but I was, I was playing early in fall ball. The first experience with fall ball was everything, you know, that nothing's better than freshman baseball players in college, dude. Like you get there and it's the first week, everybody's rattling off their stats, right? Yeah. Like, here's what I did here. Right. And they're ridiculous. The guys are hitting four or 500. Yep. Well, I had played amateur ball in the corn Belt league because I was too old. I, I, I played amateur ball and, Dude, my first year, Madison had the D two pitcher of the year pitching for them. He was moved up from Georgia, and he was he was like ten or eleven and zero the next year down at Georgia State, and he was in the Corn Belt League. And so mm -hmm. everybody in that league was a college pitcher and player. So there were guys all over from our league in that league, and and I hit like two eighty. So yeah. guys are saying that, and I'm like, 
yeah, I hit 280 last year, man. You know, like, <laughs> but I had, you know, I'd seen a lot of pitching. And so it wasn't, you know, jumping into fall ball and just like, hey, can I do this? And you square a couple up and you're like, all right. And you don't know, but you just, there's confidence in all of that. And, you know, I love fall ball at Augie, but, but that was, that was really big. That was really big for me in the baseball world. The basketball world was way different, yeah, way different. I was getting my tail whipped every day until Ryan Nodlin came from the football team to the basketball team because I was at, I was on the scout team and he joined the scout team too. But I moved from the point guard to the two guard and the world just slowed down. I was like, oh, it was like a breath of you know it was just too sure. fast for me at the point guard spot. Sure. And so started to hit some shots and got going. And but I had to wait my turn as a walk on. You just get recruited over, recruited over. And yeah. I was you know I got I was fortunate a bunch of guys transferred out to let me play. But my careers baseball basketball they teetered you know what when you know I I you know I my last couple of years at Augie I kind of whittled my way out of a middle of the hitter middle of the order and yeah. a relief pitcher to just the relief pitcher by the time I was done but I was starting you know off and on uh for the basketball team by my last couple of years yeah, yeah. um yeah. Do, do, do you think that was uh a, that you were putting more into basketball or you know you know maybe you know i i always i always joke and i you know without getting into a ton of detail that we all have about what our college life was like yeah um i you know and i i use the stories a lot maybe not the explicit and overly detailed (laughs) in my current profession you know but there were four things in college, right, man? Yeah, I, I had I had academics, I had baseball, I had basketball, and I had my social agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't do all four well, no. but the social agenda never failed. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> the, that that one was always a pretty consistent for me. Yeah. And so, you know that that's just that I I I would like to go back and you know like I I'm glad it all happened the way it happened for the experiences and all of it, but I do feel. You know, had I, you know, tamed it down a little bit off of the court in the field and and, you know, put a little bit more into the body and taking care of myself um, as opposed to rolling into stuff hungover and, cool. and being a college idiot. Yep. Uh, things might have been a little different. I don't know how much, right. but I think baseball probably throughout the career. I, I, I just know, I know, I, I know what I was looked at like, and I should have been, my coaches were, it, it's hard to trust that when you know what's going on. So, you know, that, that's probably the biggest one, you know, that's probably the biggest one for some reason I was getting A's and B's somehow I was getting A's and B's. I don't know what that one, but, uh, but yeah, you know, the drinking and, and partying and all that stuff that, that was always going on. You know, you're trying to manage that while going, you know, January and February, I was at the Elman center from June or from two o'clock in the afternoon until seven o'clock at night, most days, if we weren't playing. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, it was a grind, but yeah, like I said, that, 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 that fourth one, never, never, never took a backseat. I mean, it is a balance, right? Um, and gosh, I mean, I, I, I feel the same in a lot of respects. Like I know I didn't put in, uh, and I talked to Andy about this, like as much time in the weight room as I should have. I didn't take the conditioning that serious. And yeah. you know, a lot of the stuff that just felt like, eh, you know, yeah. I, I throw hard, I'll be okay. Right. Whatever yeah. you want to call yeah. it. Right. And then, yeah. you know, as you, you know, 
put it, right? Like you look back on later and like, man, I probably should have done a little bit more there, maybe taken a night off on a Tuesday and yeah. not drank. Yeah. Right. But yeah. you know, I, or a Sunday or a Monday or a <laughs> Wednesday or, yeah. you know, it's just like, exactly, right? exactly. Right? You know, yeah. like we, yeah. we had yeah. a good time and obviously yeah. super thankful for it. Right. Butterfly effect. Like it, I, I'm where I'm at now because of all yeah. of that and because of all those decisions. And so are you, right. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, hopefully, absolutely. hopefully in a good spot, I, you know, I, I feel like you probably are, but um, you know, I, I'm super thankful for all of it because all those experiences on field off sometimes in the classroom, right. Like made me who I am and, and have developed me into the person I, I, I am today. So, you know, yeah, hindsight's fifty-fifty, but yeah, know, it's a dangerous well, well, game. It is. I, you know, it, well, that that is, and I, you know, like I, I go with it where you know, I there's plenty of times where I had the, come on, will you know, like you you have a you'll have the the flashback of something, you know, like, sure. and I've got a terrible knack of remembering the bad way more than the good, and that's in my coaching profession too. Like, yeah, the losses are way more on the front of my the in yeah. front of my brain than the wins are. Um, but I, you know, I, I try not to say it's a justification, but it's like, it served me well in the seat I'm sitting now. Like it served me well, my, my experiences. I mean, the, you know, like, again, without getting into details, the amount of conversations you have over a 10 year coaching period with college athletes sure. and what they're going through day in and day out. I mean, I, 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 I haven't, there hasn't been, I mean, I guess maybe there's a topic and an issue I haven't run into, but man, we've gone, I've gone through it all with our guys and, and my ups and downs and experience in life, um, have served me well in that just more for an understanding and probably a non-judgmental outlook. I mean, I'm Mr. Coach, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chance, just because most people gave that to me too. So um, so while, while there's some tough memories of like, Hey man, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like, you're like, sorry, coach, you know, like and genuine and sorry teammates and this and that, you know, you're the, that, that has also been a, I, you know, when I'm talking to my guys, I'm like, Hey man, when I'm giving you, when I'm talking about all this stuff that you, I think you should be doing and want you to be doing, these aren't, these aren't, these are not coming from an ivory tower. This right. is not, a, these are tales from the mud. Yeah. And you can either learn from your experience or learn from mine and, uh, um, and, and try to do the best you can, but know that, you know, you could maybe avoid some of these pitfalls just because of that. So I, I the, the red flags are easier for me to see, I think because of it. Um, and so that that's kind of where it's been for me, I guess, I guess you do the life story of how do you end up and why do you end up where you're at? And you go, you know, like, Hey, uh, a lot of this makes sense. And, you know, I'm grateful for all those experiences too. You know, like I tell our guys this, you know, like, uh, I don't, you know, the, the college baseball and college basketball, you know, I played all the way through that was, you know, the two sports stuff was, was a grind. And that's another one where I'm thankful for, because, you know, I sat on every end of a bench, you know, I yep. was never the, yeah. the guy, you know, never the guy, always one of the guys. And, and that's been a, in my life has been a really, really big benefit uh, to just that, that understanding of being the guy who was a starting two guard and maybe getting a play run from late in the game to my freshman years. And it's, I got in the game when it, they were chanting, we want Wilbur and we were up by 30, man. You sure. know, and, and like, uh, uh, you know, and so it, you know, it's uh, the Augie days, the Augie days were such 
more so than any of the the wins and losses, points scored, strikeouts, hits, whatever. Um, just the overall experience and the people that were had we were connected with, man. That uh, I mean, it's worth its weight in gold. Well, I would I have to imagine, right? I and it's it's something I wanted to like get into uh, later, but I mean, we're here. We'll dive into it, right? Like I I don't know uh, what. Perry Ford was like as a coach, right? But, you know, you played for essentially the same coach I did in college. And um, what you were describing, right, to me at that time uh, in my life, uh, having someone who was super relatable and who could guide and give advice and was candid and honest and open about it would have impacted me dramatically, right? So I I have to imagine like that helps you out incredibly when dealing with 18 to 22-year-old kids right like they don't have a fully formed brain yet they can't make decisions rationally uh and and don't weigh pros and cons and all that stuff so have some having somebody who uh has been through good and bad and and can share ups and downs and you know the pros and cons of all that uh, i mean god that would have been life-changing for me at the time whereas you know the guy we played for was very much you know as a pitcher throw strikes Yep. yep. You know, I'm yep. fucking trying, you know, like, what yep. do you want me to yep. do? You know what I, I mean? You like, know, there, you know, and I go back and forth with that because uh, I don't know if I'm right or wrong on it because there's plenty of coaches that have been really successful in coaching where they show up and coach their kids and Hey, we're going to all separate here. Like, yeah. you know, and, and at Dakota Wesleyan and my job I have now, that's just not where it's at. I live a block from campus, man. Sure. And you're in a, you know, we're in a small school, And I have chosen to, I have chosen to do the, Hey, I might be invasive at times, you know, like we're going to, we're going to be, you're going to, you're, we're going to be all in. Um, and, uh, I'm okay with, I'm okay with some uncomfortable moments and some, some discomfort because I've been through it. I've just been through enough of it. And, you know, like, and I take all those experiences and I'm thankful for coach McCabe and coach Ford because those experiences, have shaped this way, but I've also had other coaches that I've worked for and been around, but like what the, I, I was, when I got this job, I had hardly any head coaching experience on any level. I had been the head USF JV coach. I mean, yeah, which was awesome. It, sure. it made me know I wanted to do it by being able to do that. But I was really concerned about those conversations you brought up that you wish that your coach maybe would have had with you. I was worried that I wouldn't be able to, Hey, we're going to lay this on the line. This is what's going to happen. This is how this needs to happen. Even if it's just from, Hey, this is how practice is going to, Hey, I'm sensing this or this emotionally or Mm -hmm. behaviorally or something. And, and so I, I just have no fear of any of those now. And I found early on that if I thought I had to have a conversation with a dude, I wasn't going to be able to sleep until we did. It was going to burn a hole through me. So I, we have moments here where it's nine o'clock at night. I'm like, Hey man, I got to meet you. You're on campus. Come meet me at my office. We need to talk. Our guys know they can do that, uh, do that here too. And I'm way more interested in that than the X's and O's. And, you know, I'm telling you, man, like you, you just know, you know what we were like. And, um, like I, there, I have plenty of conversations where it's like, you're going to make your own decision, but what you're doing is not right. Or, Hey, I wish I would have been where you were at and doing what you were doing. And, you know, you're just talking about 
you know, there's just not a topic, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for all of that all the time. Yeah. I think it's funny in my job, you know, a lot of guys are like, I want to impact kids. I want to impact kids. I want to impact kids. And of course I think we all do, but I'd always, all right, gentlemen, get ready to be impacted. It's right. yeah. four o'clock in the after, you know, like the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the crap we go through day in and day out, I think is the impactful stuff. And it's just as much back to me as it is with them. And I'm talking, major pitfalls with me, even while I've been here yeah. and the ups and downs, but I just, I'm just not afraid. Like, Hey man, we're going to talk about this. Let's get sure. into this. And what do you got going on? And you know, it's, it's just, you know, I'm okay with going something like, you know, Jeff, you can tell me I'm completely wrong here, but this is what I think is going on. Sure. And you know, you know, and it, you're sitting in my office here and there's a lot of real life stuff, man, dude, we, you know, I had, we lost a player, um, oh. a young man passed away on campus. He, he had, uh, he had meningitis. So you have a whole club, you have a whole roster impacted by something like that and, and a family and you go through that. And I had, you know, I had a young man, he, he, he came out while he was on our team and had mm. to tell his dad and like there, you know, like, you know, just, just, uh, we just had a lot, you know, and the drugs and alcohol side of stuff that, that kids will go through Yeah. not, and that's not, that's not wins and losses. That's not, that's no. not playing time, not playing time and teammate stuff. And it's just a mat. It's just a, it's just the whole gamut. And so I just don't think you can do this job and say, Hey, we're going to, I'll be there at practice at two. We'll be done at four. I'll see you tomorrow at two. Um, when you, this landscape of mental health and everything that's going on, I, I, I think you gotta have, I think you gotta have your eyes and ears pretty open, um, to it. And I, like I said, Augie and my, all of my teammates, it was basically case studies, all of you, you know, like yeah. I thank all of you guys that I had because it was case studies on this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, where I've used that more as information and an encyclopedia of, trying to navigate this job as you go through it. So there's a long winded answer to, you know, the crap that we're going through day in and day out here. But I, I mean, is that what coach, do you feel like as a whole, that's what coaching is now, right? I feel like, uh, in, in all the, the young up and coming, you know, potentially maybe they haven't had success yet, but they're, you know, they're hot and they're the next hot candidate. That seems to be the mold, right? In that, you're, you're not just, you know, teaching somebody how to throw a slider or how to do a crossover or box out or whatever, right? It's, hey, man, I, I'm helping you through life. And, yeah. you know, any yeah. of us can coach football. Any of us can coach basketball. It feels like the super successful ones and the way coaching is trending um, is very much more like you're, you're a part-time therapist. Uh, you're a, you're a part-time coach, you're a, a life coach, uh, you know, you help yeah. people navigate these situations and that's just what it feels like, um, not being in the industry. Um, yeah. and I think yeah. that's for the better, um, because the, yeah. as you mentioned, right. I, or, and I'll just use myself because I was so dumb in college. I did a yeah. lot of dumb stuff, um, yeah. from not taking things yeah. seriously to, uh, doing things that, you know, thank God I, I didn't get in trouble for, but you know, today I know I would, uh, because yeah. there's cell phones everywhere. There's yeah. cameras yeah. everywhere, you know, and it's just, yeah, you, the, 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 the kid, the kids are, the kids are, I think, I think still dumb, but they're way further along than we were just because of the phone has, has 
a built-in has a built-in cautionary tale. Like you're yeah. just you're less willing probably to do something really stupid because a phone could be anywhere and nobody wants to end up on that. Mm-hmm. And they still do, but I I mean, like if somebody would have been privately filming us every step, <laughs> like, you know, like if we didn't know it was going on, but we probably would have been different too. If we knew we were getting That's video yeah. with everything, but, but you're, but you're right. You know, I, the, the, what you're saying is, Hey, we're coaching the person we're working with the person. Yeah. Um, it, it's not a, it's not, I don't feel anymore. Hey, you know, there's times where I've got to be like, guys, this is how we're doing it. This For is sure. what we're doing. This is my show. We got to do it this way. But it's a way more of a, hey, we're doing this together. How do we want to do this? Here's the roadmap. You know, it's a, it's a, it, it, the, the, the relationship side of it. Um, and I want that. I mean, I like for us to win games and for me to coach a guy, I've got to trust him completely uh, that he's all in with what we've got going on so we can lose together. And it's not because he thinks I'm a jackass or he doesn't trust his teammates or he's completely selfish. You know, like I don't want to ever be on that. I want us all on the same page. So the basketball stuff is secondary to the relationship building, which is what kids want. You hear that a lot more. I hear that a lot in recruiting anyway, that they want the relationship, but as a, as a coach, I want kids that want that too, because that's the best part of it. You know, that's the best part of it. Because like you said, kids come in very, kids come in not knowing anything and leave, you know, leave one way or the other going, holy cow, you know, like yeah. how different it is for them by the time they're seniors and, and, uh, and their understanding of everything with it. Yeah. So yeah, man, I, I, I just, I've just jumped two feet in on that and man, there's been some crushing moments because they're not all success stories. You know, there's some crushing moments. They're not all successes, man. And so, um, you know, you, 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 the losses with the players are way tougher than the, on the court. And I can't stand losing. Yeah. I hate losing, man. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it, it, you know, you're building that culture, right. Um, and it's not all touchy feely all the time. You know, I, any higher level of athletics is not right. Like there's, yeah. It, yeah, you know, once you're in high school, it, it it's it's I don't know the word right, but it's you you win and you're in right. Um, yeah. Well, that, if you're what, successful, what, you'll I, play. What, I, what what I use is hey, I don't operate in delusion, man. Like I don't operate in I don't operate in I should be this or I should be that. I'm better than that. I'm but like, just show us. Go ahead, show me, and we're good. Like I treat them like big boys, you know, like, yeah. Hey, you're big boys. You're not kids. Yeah. Yeah. You so, know, it's you st- want that. They want that. Yeah. You still got to perform. You still got to get yeah. and get the best out of them. But I think that's an interesting part of coaching nowadays is that part of getting the best out of them is helping them in other aspects of their life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and helping yeah. them grow as people uh, aside as ju- aside from just as athletes. Uh, and guy, yeah. I, I wish we would have had that right in in a lot of respects because that's what I what I've always responded to. Uh, I never responded to the yelling. The yelling just made me like kind of shut down. Like, all right, yeah. fuck it, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll stop screwing around when we're doing you know pitcher fielding practice. You know, like yeah. even yeah. though who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't yeah. I can't yeah. joke around doing that. Come on, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's it, so like that's super cool to hear you say like that. You know, like that's so much of it it's it's always been my thought as to what it is and I love hearing you know the guys like PJ Fleck and 
you know, these younger coaches who talk about that culture and how important it is. Cause I do think it matters because life's all about relationships. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like with yeah. your spouse, yeah. with your friends, yeah. with your kids, yeah. with yeah. your players, your, your coworkers, yeah. et cetera. And if they, if they're not right, you're not going to be happy, you know? Well, well, that that's, that's, that's something that we talk about a lot here. You know, I'm like, you're going to be a teammate somewhere moving down the line, you know, like, um, and you might work by, you might have your own job, but if you got a family, you're a teammate and you better be able to fulfill a role. I go just, you know, you guys, cause I'm working with men, you know, I talk about, Hey, you're going to be a dad and you're going to be a husband and you're going to, you're going to be the main person in your house, mm-hmm. but you're going to be the least important person in your house. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just, just open up any fridge of uh, ours, right? Those, that's not our fridge. That's our kids' fridge, man. Yep. Like there's go-gurts and all kinds of stuff in there. I mean, I go back to Del Rapids into Jim and Don's house and that's my fridge. You know, that's all the, you know, so the, the sacrifice and the mm-hmm. understanding of, Hey, the value of a teammate, regardless of what they're doing, and how they're doing it and showing up every day, you know, all, all of that stuff. And I, I, I hate doing the, Hey, in the real world, whatever. I'm like, now this is your real world right now. This is the most important stuff to you right now. So go attack that and succeed that way. And you're building a foundation of bricks instead of mud underneath you. If you, if you're moving forward in the right way. And then when the, when the, when the crap hits, which it hits everybody, man, at some point, stuff hits as you get older, as we all know yep. that they don't. And we didn't either. I mean, it was all, you know, we didn't either. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're like, Hey, you can lean on the fact that you've shown some toughness at some point in your life and, and you can go, I can get through this and you can stare down that barrel of truth and go, this is my show and my fault and my job and my responsibility to get myself in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah. You, know, you, you brought up, uh, you had, you talked about how like you'd never been a head coach before and, you know, I read a couple articles, you know, year, over the years, right, about, like, your journey. Like, how – so how did – how the hell did you end up there? Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Like, so <laughs> – so uh, I was coaching. I was doing the uh, – I stayed at – you know, I was at Augie way too long. I also use this in another life. I'm like, fellas, we're getting you in and out of college as fast as you can. I should have been out of college a year earlier. And that, you know, those are the student loans I'm paying now. You know, it's like, come on, Wilbs. You know, I'm, you know, begging Sandy Jerstad for a C in aquatics, you know, <laughs> on my last, uh, my last uh, credits to graduate. Like, hey, can you sign off on this? You know, I love you to death. I waited till she had retired and was moving out of her office to get her. To, she's like, she knew she had to take care of that. Um, and I had to take care of it. And I was a, a, a college punk, but I, I stayed and coached as a student assistant with P Ford, I mean, uh, and, uh, and they had a lot of responsibilities for being a student assistant just cause I had played for them for five years. So yeah. I knew the ups and downs and the systems and the ins and outs. And then, and then went to university of Sioux Falls for a year. I wanted to keep coaching. And then from Sioux Falls, I went up to South Dakota state. Um, and then, uh, Lindsay and I got married and we had twins and I was like, I was trying to find a job and I was like, ah, I got out. And, and then I uh, partnered up with uh, Nate Tibbetts who had played at university of South Dakota. Um, we were friends from, you know, playing against each other and coaching at USF together. We started a business called Tibbs basketball. And that's what I was doing okay. for the better part of a decade uh, before I got the job here. And at the point where I wanted it, 
before I got the job, I was looking to get back into college and the head coach over here was Shane Murphy. And he had been the head coach at USF who I'd worked for. And we were starting to talk more at that time. Like, Hey man, I want to get back into this as I'd been eight years out. Um, not as a head coach, there's no way I was getting a job as a head coach. I'd barely been an assistant and hadn't been a head coach and hadn't been sitting on a college bench for eight years. So he, uh, he had plans like, Hey, Wilbs, why don't you, um, like, let's get you over here as an assistant. Let's see how this works. Blah, 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 blah. He had brought my name up to administration that, that he wanted to do this. And people had heard that. And then he just was like, Hey, Wilbs, I'm done. He up and resigned, got out. So I was like, well, there goes that plan. Sure. But so the job opened, the job opened and my name had been brought up enough. So I applied for the head coaching job, you know, Lindsay, like, you're going to she's laughing at me. Typical Lindsay. She's like, you're going to, you know, you're doing this. And I'm like, yeah, let's see what's up. And so I ended up being a finalist, which people were like, what? I was one of four and a really big name dropped out early on in the process uh, for money reasons. And he just wasn't going to be able to get paid enough and he, sh- he shouldn't have taken the job and that would have been his job. Mm-hmm. But the other candidates, you know, it was like, I was like, you know what? I got a chance. I could have a chance sure. at this. And so I came over and I attacked the interview and, you know, I had some people, it was one of those like, Oh yeah, I can't do this. You don't think I'm going to get this thing. And so I came over and, you know, had a good interview. The players really endorsed me. Um, I had hired them the couple of weeks earlier there to work for me. So I greased them. <laughs> like I hired like four of them to come work my camps and, took them out to lunch and we like, they like, I wasn't like, Hey, you need to, but it was, yeah. Hey, I knew that their voice was going to be strong. And I was like, sure. I want them to know me and see me. So they got to work with me and see me in action doing camps or whatever. Um, and that, and that's, and so I, and I, just the interview, you know, one part of the interview that happened, I, Nate Tibbetts, who's now coaching in the NBA, he's with the Orlando magic. Uh, he was my business partner at Tibbs. He was an associate head coach with Portland I had helped him. He he's interviewed for multiple head coaching jobs. Sure. He's a he's big time. Well, I helped him. He he. I was the grammar guy. I was an English major. Well, I turned out a minor in at Augie, so I was doing a lot of those materials. Well, I basically used a lot of his stuff and applied it to my world. And so yeah. I, my presentation was okay. Just be you know, as a NBA head coaching scaled down. Yeah. But, so yeah, that's how I got the job. I got the job and. Um, I told my wife, I told Lindsay, Hey, you ready to move to Mitchell? She still didn't believe me when I got offered the job. I, I got called by the athletic director the night before it got offered to me. And he was asking me some pretty forward questions. Yeah. And I was like, I got done. I'm like, I think he's going to offer me that. I, you know, like, I sure. think that's my job. Yeah. And so I talked to Lindsay and heck, we moved over here. Been 10 years, man, dude. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. And yeah. so my mom's from Mitchell, right? Oh, uh, Cadwell yeah. Park's named after my grandpa. Right? You know, I now that you say, I knew this. I knew we had talked about this before. Yeah, we had yeah. talked about this a long time ago. Yeah, and like, so well before I was ever get DW on the radar, I'm I'm well aware of Mitchell, and you all play at the Corn Palace, right? Yeah, yeah. How's that? You, it's wild. You guys are, you were just out here on a family vacation, weren't you? Like, we were. a, yeah, like, in the fall. Like, like coming through. I think I saw some, maybe some Facebook pictures of your kids taking pictures in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, yeah, the Corn Palace, 
Um, small college basketball, our rivals will call it the world's largest bird feeder. You know, it's the sure. world's only, you know, it seats about 3,200 people and we'll fill it, man. And it's, That's awesome. you know, it's over here. It's, um, we have really passionate fans. It's people, uh, people love basketball over here. They're really interested in it, but our recruiting base is pretty South Dakota heavy too. You know, yeah. so the local, local flair helps and we sprinkle with transfers, but, um, People are very interested in seeing kids that they know yeah. and they get out there and support it. And our women's team has a great program and a nationally competitive program. So, you know, we play a lot of our games on Wednesday nights, which is wild for, you know, college ba- basketball. Sure. But it's still a church night, so there's nothing going on in the high school world. So we don't compete with anybody over here. Awesome. So the people flood the palace. But it is. It's. Yeah, I mean, it's when I we take kids over there, you know, the, the South Dakota kids understand the palace, but I've recruited yeah. Minnesota kids yeah. and they're driving in. They think it's a casino because of all the signs and <laughs> yep. you know, like people like they, you know, the kids that come from out of the area, the pictures, they're like, I'm like, you got to take all the pictures you need. They're like, whoa, what, you know, you know, Absolutely. tourists, tourists stop there 100%. and they come in and well, that's another thing. Like we practice right in the middle of the afternoon. So it's a public building. So practices are not closed. That's wild. Yeah. So you're like, dude, we've had some crazy people come through there. Uh, uh, you know, like they'll bring in bus tours and, and mags, the bus, the, 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 the head of commerce that he does all the tours. He'll, he'll be trying to explain what the murals are up top and there'll be, there'll be 40, bus tour people could be anybody. I mean, you could have different groups and nationalities and, you know, like you'll have 40 people who can't speak English are trying to listen to this guy and they're staring at the crazy coach doing the four on four (laughs) shell drill. And and, uh, I mean, they're, I mean, it's amazing how many people we had, uh, right. You, you betcha guy, right. Miles came through. Yeah. Yeah. He was standing up there and I was giving a speech to our guys and talking to them and our guys all start laughing at some that they shouldn't have laughed at. You know, it was a pretty word and (laughs) yeah, he came, we brought him down. We were on one of his videos. So that's awesome. Yeah, I was on the, I think people are like, Will, you went famous. You were on that. I was like, well, I'll take that because a few years ago I was on not the, not the, not top 10 sports center. Right. For the I, chair. I fell down in the palace coaching. I missed my chair and uh, millions of views on social media. And so I was like, I'll take that fame, that fame over the garbage of, Hey, Will, you, you find your seat yeah, that I have to hear every, every second. I so, bet. I bet. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. That yeah. is hilarious. So, uh, so you coached at Augie for a little bit, right. And then at SDSU, yeah. right. Yeah. And they were, that was when they were D1. We just transitioned to D1, so and just now, had transition. And now uh, I'm going to get the conference, the league, league, the league title wrong of uh, Dakota Wesleyan. It's the GPAC. Okay. Yep. Great so Plains. What's the kind of – talk me through, like, the various levels of, like, how intense yeah. shit is from Augie D2, SDSU D1 to Dakota Wesleyan. Like, what's – is it, at the end of the day, just basketball? It is um, just more, it's all the same. More stakes it's, just in, it's just inches and pounds, man. Yeah. It's just inches and pounds. And, uh, you know, like our guys and our fan base is as crazy as anybody's. Yeah. And maybe crazier than some at higher levels. Right. Sure. You know, like for a lot of years, we were leading the NAIA and in, in national attendance, you know, and, uh, um, 
and you know, averaging 2,500 people. And that would have put us just behind places like Northern and maybe South Dakota state, you know, we, we, it, the game, the game though, you know, like our guys, they care just as much as anywhere else. You know, the guys that are really invested, you know, yeah. they don't care about the level. Once they get here, when they get recruited, the level matters that that all matters while yeah. the recruitment process is going on. But once they finally settle in on a place they're at, that then it's just, if you're committed, then it's go time. And so I say this to our guys too, things would maybe be different, but if I was coaching at South Dakota state or if I was coaching at Kansas, I'd be saying the same stuff every day. I'd be mm-hmm. saying the same stuff. Obviously there might be a few, you know, there's a wildly different world, but the basketball stuff and what we're doing day in and day out would still be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Just in the intensity of it, you know, like yeah. the, the intensity of it, because if you're competitive, you're going to be all in. So right. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. just different modes of transportation more gear potentially no, you know, no doubt shit no like doubt that. right all, all of that stuff all of that stuff <laughs> um, do you have aspirations uh beyond dakota westland or are you like this is where i need to be and, and what i want to do well it's it's worked out it's worked out really well i you know when i when i took the job over here you know i hadn't been coaching 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 where you know like hey you keep working your way up i had gotten out completely and so and it was no joke. People didn't believe me. I don't think when I said I wanted to be here for a long time, Yeah. Um, you know, they were, I think there was concern that, Hey, this would maybe be a, his stepping stone or a year or two and get out. And now maybe they want me out. Right. I mean, there's, you know, the, the joke <laughs> of the joke of you piss off 5% more of the people you're around every year. And my mind might be a little higher. So you start doing the math <laughs> on 10 years and what's going on. But the, uh, the, uh, um, I, you know, if we can continue, if we've had a couple of down years in our mind the last couple of years, but I've always said, if I can recruit the best kids that grew up where I grew up and we can win and be competitive, I, this is a great spot. I, you know, I haven't, you know, I, I, you know, you're either chasing paper or chasing people, I think in your profession. And, and, uh, um, you know, I, I just have been resigned to the fact where I'm okay with not making a ton of money doing what I'm doing. And I make plenty for being this, the coach, but you look at some of the stuff that's out there and available at, at higher levels, you know, I, I'm a teacher, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher salary here. And so, um, it really fits my kids. My wife's the volleyball coach, obviously. And, uh, and we got a good, we got a good situation, but you, the best laid plans, you know, Hemingway would say that, you know, they can change at any time. Absolutely. Absolutely. But But this is, but this has been, this has been really good. This has been really good. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, be where your feet are, right? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, no doubt. And if if you're if you can find, you know, that small slice of happiness, no matter what it what it looks like, you know, Jesus, don't let go of that. It's 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 no doubt, man. It's 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 uh, I mean, you can't fill up every circle and every box. You gotta, you know, you gotta attack where you're at and and, and feel good about what you're doing every day. And we, you know, the, the one beauty of us, you know, the beauty of us at Dakota Wesleyan is we're still playing a basketball game. You know, uh, the, the landscape of college sports of anybody that follows it with the, with the portal in our, at, in college basketball is absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. Um, the NIL deals and yeah. the money that's involved now and on the upfront, and there's a lot of benefits, there's pros and cons, but like, 
we're, you know, like the, you saw March madness and that's college basketball. Well, what we're doing is not that, you know, like I'm not in that world. We're, you know, we're recruiting kids and talking to parents and talking to high school coaches. And, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not recruiting, you know, like we're shoe company, you know, like there's, you know, you know, you know, you you can get, that's a whole nother discussion, but I'm, I'm still, we're still a small town school recruiting a lot of small town kids for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, you, you're a head coach, your wife's a head coach, you got five kids. I would assume, and maybe I'm wrong. I assume your children are athletic and into athletics. Uh, they, they, they're into athletics. They get, they, uh, they get frustrated with us because, um, they, they're not great jumpers. Um, Lindsay was a tremendous jumper. Um, they're not, they're not overly fast. Um, and, uh, you know, like I wasn't fast. I got, I got a little faster when I, uh, you know, like once I got into college, I was never the burnt, but, but they are, they, when they hit a baseball and start running down first base, their, their, their teammates giggle, you know, their teammates laugh and they're, they're pulling a plow. So they, I feel for them in that regard. Um, but yeah, they're very involved and they're very involved in sports. They, they're, they, they, uh, they're two sports. My twins that they're most interested in are baseball and golf. You know, Mm -hmm. they play basketball and they, but they don't run to the gym yet to work on it. They run to the baseball field yeah. and they run to the golf course. So they do all of that, you know, and, um, all of them down the line, they all do all that. And, sure. and they're just, okay. They're just okay. Sure. Athletes. But my boys, my, my twins went from being, you know, like in, as freshmen, five, nine, five, 10, five, 11, you know, they're, they're kind of six, two, six, three. So they've started growing a little bit. They're taller than I am. And, and, uh, so we'll see, they, they like it. They're in a small school though, where specialization isn't real. You know, they're, they go to a small school. So, uh, it's a, put the ball down, pick the next one up yeah. type situation. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so uh, you know, ability level aside, like, I don't care. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. you know, I don't care yeah. if my kids go on to do anything. Um, yeah. how do you guys manage, uh, you know, cause you talked about like how, uh, consuming being a coach can be and how I got to have this conversation with this kid and, and you yeah. know, you want to, yeah. you want to be invested in their lives. How do you balance that? And then also being invested as a sports dad, uh, yeah. into their, yeah. you know, dreams and their passions. Yeah. Is that, well, I, I've heard, you know, like the, each sport has been different for, for me in that world. Basketball. I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what the exact number is, but I've probably seen 10% of what they've done in basketball live. You know, like I just haven't seen much of it. I've been really fortunate that we've had, they've had pretty good coaches at the youth level that have done things the right way and have helped them the right way. And then they've got good high school coaches that push them and chew their ass, which they need. And, and they're willing to do that and they understand it. So, but baseball, I was always there. I was always coaching youth baseball with them. So Baseball as, you know, how they play baseball is a direct reflection of me. Um, the golf, we, you know, I was dragging them out there and suffering through the 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old years of what that looks like now. Now it's like we can fly around there. You know, they 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 do all of it. But those two sports, I've had a pretty strong hand. And I still, I help coach the Hanson High School golf team. I'm a kind of a volunteer uh, helper with that. So they're playing and I help with that group, 
but the basketball side is not. And Lindsay's, they don't play football, right? So in the fall, Lindsay's busy with her sport. Yeah. If, 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 if there was a problem where I thought they were getting shortchanged uh, for what we're doing, we would change. Sure. We would, we would, uh, we would adjust. But I think, I think the benefits of them having two college coaches as parents for the athletic side and the experience of that has far outweighed any time we can't be there. What, what the one thing that's really I think helped them too is with me not being around is their career is theirs. You know, it's yeah. not mine. Um, they don't have to play basketball. They don't have to play sports, you know, yeah. um, that's not, I've never, I've never been like, you know, Hey, you know, I have plenty of talks with like, Hey, I think if you want to go work on this on your own, here's what you should go do. Um, you know, you can take my word for it if you want or not, you know, but I'm not like, all right, young man, you're coming with me. It's been more, do you want to go do this? Do you want to try to do some of this? And sure and doing that, but, but that, but they, they play on their own merit and yeah. it's not, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with mom or dad. They play cause they love to. And I yeah. think me being away from it where I don't, I've never felt like I got to be at every game and every practice, um, that, that, and they still know that I'm supportive of it. You know, I, that's kind of the, the route we've taken. Now, yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay doesn't like missing anything. And, sure. and, uh, and she doesn't, she doesn't, you know, her, with her schedule, we're lucky where she can see most of their stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is, it's a, it's a balance. I mean, but we're lucky the way things work, you know, with our schedules for the, it's a puzzle piece to put together every day, man. Like, yeah. like, like just today was that, you know, I was walking out and one of them was like, they were coming in from baseball practice. They had just gotten back and I was heading out to come talk to you. And they're like, where are you going? I'm like going to do a podcast with a former college buddy. They're like, Cool. All right. We'll see it. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, we're, awesome. we're passing ships sometimes in our house. Yeah, I bet. So, I mean, it, yeah. even without being coaches, I'm assuming with five children, it would be like that in some respects, you know, yeah. like that yeah. there's, there's yeah. striking any balance with that yeah. level of involvement in your yeah. community is going to be insane. I, I, I'm getting like anxiety yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> well, I know, I, I know, man, I, I, I don't know what to say to it because everybody's chaos is their own chaos. You got sure. it too, right? Like yeah. everybody's chaos is their own chaos. But I, the, the, as, as much as like, I take a lot of heck from my wife, from Lindsay with schedules, you know, and I'm like, you know, I do run a basketball program. I like, I'm the only, like I, I, I run a college basketball program with yep. 35 kids in it. I, I can just, you know, but it is, she, she, it's like, she's got it. She's like, Hey, this, this, and this, and, and she doesn't let anything sacrifice. So she'll make, she may have a game on a Wednesday in the fall. And before they're about ready to, before they're ready to set it off, um, I might get a text message with, Hey, remember this, this, and this for yeah. all you know, for, for the kids. Um, she's just really good about that. And that's, that's what we're lucky in. And so, yeah, it's a good we, can, we can do it because she does it. <laughs> oh, God bless her then. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, right. My wife's that's the same. Right. She, she manages, uh, the, the family. The same? Are you the same way? She manages the family the- calendar. Yeah. Like I yeah. think the only yeah. thing I put in there is when I'm doing this. Uh, otherwise, yeah. you know, she's signing them up for things and making yep. sure the practices are in there. And, you know, we text back and forth about who's picking up who and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, all right, got it, got it, got it. You know, yeah. <laughs> tell well, me where to be and I'll be there. 
it's 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 crazy now because the stuff that these kids could be signed up for, right? Like, I mean, you know, there's in the summers you just sign up for being a professional chauffeur. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. Now your kids, what are like? What what age? How old are your kids? Uh, so my son is nine and my daughter is seven. So okay, Jack, he's just started baseball. I'm coaching him in that. Uh, yeah, daughter is in ninja. Oh, nice. Which is a wild thing. Um, and then she's done gymnastics, soccer, volleyball. Yep. They're both in a play right now. Jack's yeah. doing like two golf camps this summer. You know, and so, yeah, it's. Well, you, you and you got to you got to take. I mean, you guys, I mean, we I get you physically have to take them everywhere. Yeah. Well, I you know, I've got, you know, my my 16 year old, my 16 year old, he can drive. This is perfect timing for this. So he can take everybody. He's driving guys around. He did get pulled over going 15 miles over the speed limit like a complete dumbass. So he is losing his license here soon. The twin, his twin brother doesn't have his because he's like, why would I get my license when he's got his? Yeah. And he's not going anywhere without me. And all he's got to do is drive everybody around anyway. And I don't have to do that because I don't have my license. And now I'm looking at him like, okay, Ben, you know, yeah. this is like, and so but yeah, they, now that they, now that they can drive and they can get themselves somewhere, it's like being a parent change. Like when that happens to yeah. you, you know, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what the hell? Yeah. But it's still like right now you're like, your life is their life, right? Oh, and for sure. which is all good. But when they can drive, things change drastically with everything. I bet. I bet. You know, dude. so they, it's like, oh, I don't have to, like, I don't have to drive you everywhere. You know, like, and that just is. That's about a year of development for us. That's that's crazy. All right, Ben. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, we gotta go well, get you I, that I, test. Do, I have, I have, uh, I have two though. The fifteen-year-old is has his license. He's just got it. You know if he can get her done. But now I've got one that's got to take a driving test on Friday and he's got to pass that. So I don't have to go back to chauffeuring him around because the other moron who I used to bark (laughs) at every day about not driving. And I do, I have sweetheart of kids. I had, you know, he just made a mistake and got caught on it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That shit happens. Um, So just kind of, wrapping up a little bit here going back to like when we played together like what are some of yeah. your favorite memories like whether either on the field or off the field uh during our time at Augie together I'll tell you I'll tell you what you know like um uh, the thing that sticks out to me uh, about us on the field w- was was some of the talent that we were rolling around with. And I, I wish more wins would have come with it. And, you know, there's, you know, there are times you're just like, dude, you know, but you know, you got, you got the Holly twins that were, that were pitching, um, you know, it, Ted Nelson and uh, you like Andy Salmala, you know, these, you know, and then you had Brad Bornhorse came through younger, you know, like these guys that uh, we just, we, you know, and watching these guys and, and, uh, being a part of that, I, you know, I still tell us, you know, I tell stories all the time about it. You know, I'm like, you know, like, you know, Ross Holly, you know, you know, it, now Augie's got guys all over the place that are throwing, you know, you see these arms, but at that time, a guy throwing 94 to 96 at, you know, at, 
a D two school just that just wasn't real, you know. Yeah. And I I love I love his brother. He's like, oh yeah, I'm just a you know I'm just, you know like throwing ninety one ninety two and feeling <laughs> you know <laughs> right. feeling like yeah, I'm throwing pus. You and, know, and like, he was but, the better pitcher. Yeah, yeah you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like that's was, what I, was always crazy. It, it was just yeah, seeing. I remember my first day, like walking onto the field and coming from. You know, similar circumstances here, small town, middle of nowhere, you know, yeah. average level of talent on almost any team you're going to face. A couple guys that, you know, were ball, were, were players, and then you get there, and first day of fall ball, and, I mean, my first memory is hearing Ross throw. Yeah. Just that, yeah. that whip yeah. and that pop, and I was like, holy shit. All right. Yeah. yeah. This is real. Yeah. I- <laughs> I used to I used to get so mad at it because he was such a jackass. We, we play in the in cage games, you know, like you can't see in those. You no. can't see in. Everybody hates it. The pitchers have to show the pitch. We hated that, but the hitters, the balls were gray, so they matched. I mean, they just like blended in, and he would throw one at your hip intentionally just to make you, you know, like he wasn't yeah. trying to hit you, but he would just that that uh, three-quarter whip and that thing and then you just start laughing back there you're just like yep. i know i'm not going to get a hit no but that's bs on your part too you <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. So the, the the um i don't think you were i don't know if you were there yet um eric i i remember playing catch i mean practicing in the Elman center first of all these guys now that they got an indoor facility like like give me a break you know we're doing leads and reads in there and in turfs and in basketball, baseball pants and, yep. you know, like, and just chaos all the time going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I just, I, you know, like the practices, I remember that a lot, but I do our talent level and you're watching, you know, watching guys take off, you know, I get, I, we had said those young sluggers like Andy Salmala and Brad Bornhorst, they, you know, they came in behind me. So you watch these guys come in and then, you just watch their careers as they go. Um, but I, you know, putting on the Augie jersey, man, those whites and like, you know, that, that it was, it was a, uh, it was a, it, it was pretty special. It just, it just felt special. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I do say, and I don't know how you feel about this. And I don't know if this, you know, cause I'm, I would, I thought Brett McCabe, I, I loved having him as a coach. I just never remembered a lot of like, Hey, this is why we're doing this. This like, here's the, yeah. you know, I remember, I just remembered a lot of times being in the lineup and trying to preserve my spot, you know, and my m- more than more than, Hey, you know, and we had guys that were really connected. Um, but I thought there was more that could have, you know, we could have been, you know, like, you know, a little bit. And maybe if we needed this, I, I, I know that, I would, I know I generated that, you know, you talk about Brian Hunt and like, um, I would get challenged all the time because I was, I'm like, dude, I'm not doing this right. But just with our guys, you know, I just, I, uh, that was my, you know, my takeaway from having a ton of fun was, you know, like, man, we probably left some wins out there. Uh, but we just saw such a high level of baseball in that league yeah. and the way the bats were like, dude, you oh. know, you're going, you know, it's just, Hey, you know, you Ross Holly just absolutely dicing teams up. And then one guy puts one swing on the ball. Yeah. It was one to nothing. I was just yeah. like, 
you know, you're just like, dude, you just, sorry, man. Like, uh, but, uh, but it, but I think, you know, my biggest takeaway was always just all of us together and on the field, off the field, you know, the yeah. moon tower, you know, like all that, uh, everything about it. Absolutely. Um, right. The experience of it, man. Yeah. And you know, I, everybody's got a potentially like a game or something that they, they remember. Um, but yeah, for me, it was always seeing everybody else do shit. Um, and, yeah. and then the road trips and hanging out off the field and screwing around in practice or the winter conditioning. And like, just those were the memories that like that stick out in my head more than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, watching Hunt get hit in the head and then I hundred percent had a concussion and then hits a grant, you know, walk off grand yeah. slam yeah. He's next at bat, yeah. um, yeah. or Ross yeah. throw a perfect game or Andy hit four home runs and against Northern I or Northwestern Iowa or whatever, you know, like, or your batting practice performance, seeing Omi throw the EFIS, right? Like yeah. all this shit, like that's <laughs> yeah. the stuff that yeah. I remember <laughs> versus yeah. like any hundred yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And, um, you know, I tell our guys this a lot, you know, cause I had, I had two wildly different experiences in athletics where, um, I, I would be pretty critical of myself as a baseball player and going, you know, I, it's easy to get in your own head, you know, it's yeah. easy in your own head and not perform, but on the basketball court, I overachieved, you know, like I was, you know, a hundred percent. And I was like, I had no fear. I was like, I'm going to shoot it every time I touch it. I don't care if I miss. Yeah. And then, you know, you're up in the batter's box, same dude, same athlete and sitting there going, just hit it, you know, like instead sure. of, you know, like it just, uh, and so it, that, that's crazy to me. That's crazy yeah. to me. Um, you know, those, those same, those same thought processes that could occur in, in one athlete. Um, and, uh, but I do, I mean, I just, you know, the, the other thing that was really cool was, you know, like friends of mine, you know, like a guy like Alan Dowling, yeah who, um, wasn't playing at all. Didn't expect they get thrown in the lineup and boom, three or four hits and boom, they're going Ryan Dunleavy was like that, you know, like yeah. we had, you know, these guys that, these guys, baseball's wild that way where you throw them in there and then you go, but it's also some of the dudes we played against, you know, like you're, you know, we go down and play against Dallas Baptist and yeah. Joplin, Missouri, right. And Lou Ford's <laughs> leading off. And I, Hey, I tell this story all the time. I was the start. I was our, our game one pitcher against these guys. Um, I had like six dudes get drafted off of this team or something, man. Like yep. the, 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 the level of players that they had, but they had this, they had this big, they had this big coach, man. He had a big old belly on him and I'm warming up. I'm warming up and obviously throwing the way I throw, they're all out taking their hacks. It's the first game of the year for them. Sure. And uh, their coach, like I, the field was very close. It's an old yeah. school field. So the dugouts are right on the baseline, but I just hear him uh, after I throw about four or five pitches and it just, Boys, if we can't hit this guy, we are shit tea. <laughs> and he just <laughs> rattles that out as right in the middle of my warm ups. And I'm like, well, there you go. You know, there you go. Oh. I kept the ball in the park, but I don't think I lasted very long. Do you, do you so, remember uh, who relieved you? The, uh, I think TG came in. Yes. And it's just, I think I saw Jake TG recently. He's a, he's a superintendent down in a, a down in Freeman. 
Yep. Um, and, uh, and, uh, their six or seven hole hitter first knuckleball, he threw him a knuckleball, right. And a complete missile into a tree and about 400 birds exploded out of the tree. And the best part about this story, the best part about this story was obviously we knew it was a bomb and that ball was absolutely pissed on. Uh, but the best part of that story was the next day we're in batting practice and we're all out there and I'm out in left center and we're standing there and it was, I don't know if I said it or somebody said it and we're looking around and they're like, Hey, take a look at that tree. And all of us immediately went to, Oh my God. Cause it was a hundred feet behind the fence yeah. and that ball hit the tree. Like it just went over the fence and it was sitting there. And that was, that all of us are like, that might be the farthest ball we've ever seen hit in our life. And it was off of a 50 mile hour knuckleball. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. Do you remember, you remember, uh, uh, when he's like about to cross home, the on deck hitter, uh, asked him what he threw him. <laughs> I know. Okay, okay. What happened? So he here? asked, so, it, and it's audible, as you mentioned, right? Like the, the dugouts are real close to the field. You can yeah, hear yeah. everything. Uh, the on deck hitter goes, what do you throw you? And he turned and he just like, as he's walking past him goes, who gives a shit? It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> like mat, nonchalant, matter of fact, you know, and I mean, he almost knocked that tree over. I mean, it, it was, I can still picture it. I can still picture it. And, uh, I mean, I was like, what am I going to say? I just probably given up seven runs and in three innings, you know? And I'm like, well, dang, like, well, I was, you know, it's well, ground balls, line drive, you know, but you're like Lou Ford. I go, I saw his name when he was playing with the twins. I'm like, that, that name sounds familiar. You yeah. know, like I think that, you know, and then you go back and you're like, Oh yeah. Dallas Baptist. Go yep. ahead. Go yep. ahead. Yeah. Absolutely. We texted, but but, uh, but all those, uh, you know, the the teams that we played and um, all that stuff. They, when you go through that, man, there's nothing. The wins and the losses, the experience of winning and losing. You know, like when you're a team, there's nothing like that, and yeah. it's it, forever that emotion and connection, man. Yeah, uh, it goes with you forever. Absolutely, absolutely, brother. Um, well, hey, I appreciate you taking some time out of your Sunday evening when I know you could probably be home spending time with your family. Uh, it means the world to me. Um, yeah, well, I, this was great. I don't, I don't know if this is what you were looking for, if this is how this stuff goes or if this is just one get, this one gets filed away and like, Hey, I can't put this one out there. No, so. Hell no, dude. This is, this yeah, is awesome. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I appreciate it, man. I love your insight yeah. on, you know, coaching and athletics currently and you know, like where we're at and how things are going and, yeah, it's just always it's good to catch up, man. Um, yeah, man, it was great. I really appreciate you hitting me up. I those are you know you hear names and you're like you know, dude, this is how long ago was it? I mean, we're talking. This is you know we're approaching 25 years on some of this stuff, right? It's yeah, not quite. Maybe 22, yeah. 23. Yeah, it's been a while. Absolutely, man. Right? How does uh, that happen? Exactly. How does that happen? Exactly. I just don't get it. It shouldn't. I don't. Get you it. know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, and I don't get it. We'll we'll have to figure out a time to get everybody back together uh, in Sioux Falls, and I don't know, go yeah. golfing or sit at a bar somewhere, whatever, yeah, right? And, and absolutely. shoot the shit. So absolutely, um, yeah. It was great catching up with you, brother. Um, yeah, all the success in your yeah. you know endeavors, you know, and congrats you too. Good on luck everything. with this, and good luck with what you got going on. I I think the most luck you're going to need is if you're going to coach little kid baseball. I think that's probably where you need your most yeah. encouraged 
Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting uh, spring slash summer uh, coaching nine year olds. Yeah. yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I, 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 the, the sense of accomplishment when I resigned from being a youth baseball coach was tremendous after the 12 youth, man. I was like, I'm out. Look at me. Somebody needs to give me a plaque for this one. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. All right. All right. Well, good stuff. Thank good you, stuff. brother. Um, everybody listening, uh, means the world. Thank you so much. Uh, like, share, comment, subscribe, do all those good things. And until next time, be good, everybody. Yeah.